Hi, and welcome to the Skills Telling It Like It Is program with Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, and Apostle Dr. Barry Cook. You know, he's becoming my partner here on this program. <laughs> At any rate, uh, push your little buttons and invite your friends, your enemies, and anybody you want to. We're going to talk about exciting things today, growing people, part two. I don't know where that's going to lead us. I know it's not going to lead us to, to um, um, you know, having marijuana fields and teaching ghetto people how to make money. But at any rate, before I, I, I get into before I go off in another direction, let me invite in Apostle Gary. Come on in. Praise God. Well, I tell you what, I we don't let people start their Avon businesses in our church. We don't let folks, because we always tell them we don't want to mix it up. We don't want to get folks off. That's why we always tell these guys trying to come in and sell their insurance program. We're like, we're, we're good with it. We know we need it. But if we start, it opens the door the wrong way. He just opened that door on a whole other level on the wrong way. So oh, yes, he did. Yeah. Stand. Now that's making the church about commerce, and it's making it about marijuana commerce, of all things. And, which and, is not and this is interesting. This is interesting, Barry. The thing is, is that it was like, and then I can teach these I young I know we're not going to talk about this, but just keep going. <laughs> We're not, but I can teach these young men how to make money, how, how to produce. Well, they've been good businessmen making doing that all the time. So what is new except having a legal place in order to do it? It's, it's the money for the church. He gets and a cut. That's what the deal is. He gets a right. cut. He's, he's a pimp, man. He's a pimp. Right. He gets That's a it. Cut off them hoes. That's it. That's oh. it. Anyway, uh, let's talk about growing people, not growing marijuana, but growing people. <laughs> That's what it's all about. And you know what? And this is the thing. You know, folks should have enough sense, even if they're halfway saved, to go, you know what? I feel you, preacher, but that ain't right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, because I had a couple, like my neighbor, He that was his comment. He's retired dude, but he's, you know, pretty chill. And I'll just say it that way. And he's like, yeah, brother, that ain't right, though. That ain't right. He goes, I'm not against it, but that ain't right. You know, and I figured he even had no sense to know that. But um, anyway, um, so I am excited to do this, to continue, and I'm excited to the fact that we're entering a new year. Um, you know, and as I was talking the other day on the uh, the Canada, uh, the Canadian thing, as you may recall, <laughs> but um, is um, – it is 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 you know we're 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 in a time right now where it's pressing. It, you know, it's it, we need to be pressing in to the things of God. In Christian history, it was a common practice for people entering the new year. They firmly believed that demonic powers from the past year, assignments, things of that nature, were broken. Now they also understood that there may be new assignments launched against them. But they believe firmly that there was like many of them come due. You know, it doesn't pass through. You know, we can't give many scriptures on it, and it's not something that's greatly practiced. However, that concept is also practiced in the secular world and other places as we leaving those old things, analyzing the things from the past that didn't work and that worked. And leaving them both in the past and then building. What are our goals? What are we shooting for in the next year? And this is that concept Paul had in Philippians with the, 
I don't count myself to have apprehended thing, you know, but this one thing I do, you know, I forget those things. That's just the most beautiful moving into the new year scripture, you know, we can always use, or actually whenever we go through anything and we need to restart, that's a good scripture. And, and he expresses two primary things in there. He says, we need to, to reach forward, which means to stretch, to lean, to, to, you know, to, 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 to strive, to move towards, you know, to press ourselves towards it. And then the word press towards, which has a different connotation, which is that of a runner. You know, we're running, we're running with all of our might towards it. And, and, and it genuinely means to exert oneself in running. And, and I mean, that's running is, is hard enough for most people. (laughs) And, um, exerting ourselves in running. I'm like, so I got to run at a fast pace. And at the same time, how far do I got to go? Like 10 feet or do I got to go? Oh no, you got to run 10 miles and anything will happen. Whatever you're going to do to me, you need to do it. Cause you know, I'm not even going to try. I'd rather have my breath on my way out. So, you know, but you got to figure out something. But the point of that is it goes back to like Paul telling Timothy and he, you know, he relates a farmer, he relates an athlete, and he relates a soldier. And he says, this is the kingdom of God. This is growth in the kingdom. You know, you got to learn how to be faithful over the long term, like a farmer, and work that thing day in, day out, so on and so forth. You got to learn how to, you know, to to run, run towards the kingdom uh, like a runner. I mean, you know why? Because the world walks, the world sits, the world slugs around, they move slowly. So, only the elite on both sides run. That's why the movie after movie after movie, I'm not saying they're all dirty. I'm just saying the input, it's constant. Boom, 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 boom. And we over here, believers, excited about a message. We, Yeah, I preached on that subject about four years ago, and I, I think they need, I need to do it again. I believe, And the world's over there. Boom, 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 boom. And we over here, well, you know, I don't know why they didn't get it. I do. You're a snail in the spirit. You know what I'm saying? He like not just a turtle, but he a crippled blind turtle. <laughs> I don't know how they hear or see, but it sounds worse. Anyway, and, and the deal is we're all headed into this new and a lot of people are like, I don't want to set goals. I'm not going to make resolutions. And I'm not saying I, we have to have targets. We have to be able to assess ourselves. I'm not saying, you know, well, they just disappoint me. Well, I mean, you didn't do anything? Like nothing the whole year? Like, you know, well, I didn't reach what I wanted to. Okay, but did you make any progress at all? Well, I don't know. That's the part you need to know. Because you can at least celebrate if you only made two steps. You made two steps you didn't make last year. That keeps us going. I say this because we're over here talking about how the world is overtaking the church and the music is coming in and the politics is coming in and, and we don't get hit by and Russia's going to attack soon and all this kind of stuff going on. But yet we're not pressing into the kingdom. You know, um, from the days of John the Baptist until now, they were pressing in. We've got to enter a new year pressing in. That's why gyms are full at the beginning of the year, because everybody presses in in the beginning of the year on goals, and they let up. I mean, that's the deal with it. But we have to run the race with the goal of the prize of the upward call, and it's called a high call. 
in the scriptures in Christ Jesus, because not everybody chooses a high call. Some people choose a low call. Some people use a get by call. Some people use a, 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 a high call. <laughs> Talking about that. <laughs> they use it 420 calls and other people are using, you know, other types of callings. Uh, but the deal is there is a high calling in Christ Jesus. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, don't be mad at me for that being something I want to do. And, and to all you who are out there that you feel like that, then get up on it and do it because we need you. There's always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be people around you. There's always going to be people that remind you about your negative sides. And that's why you have to remind them that it was all about Jesus. <laughs> and that's why you need him, you know, but you're not going to let go of him regardless. You know, and, and this is a, it's a time for us to restart. We know that even though our, our outward man perishing, our inward man is being renewed day by day, it's newness. And this is what my main thing is, as I transition over to the, that growth thing is heading into the new year. I think the most important thing is that God wants to create a sense of newness in every one of us. Because a lot of people are feeling out, they're feeling old, they're feeling jacked, they're feeling deceived. I mean, most people now, they don't believe nobody. They don't believe Republicans. They don't believe Democrats. They don't believe, you know, Fox or CNN. They don't believe any. It don't matter what side you're on, they don't believe it. Because they've learned somebody else is running the whole show. And we're pawns in, the, in this picture of something, trying to put the pieces together, being run around like fools. So we can't look at that. And we shouldn't have been looking at that to start with. But so many people are so worn out. And if you remember in Daniel, He's talking about he's going to wear down. His goal was to wear down the saints because if he could wear us down, then he could he could influence rising up of kings and pulling down of kings, which was God's job, you know, and God's the one that said he was in charge of it. But the enemy's trying to even fight him for that post. And, and that's where we have to understand that the, our renewedness in the presence of God and with the spirit of God is the only thing. Our talk is cheap. I mean, our emotions, we all should be able to confess to that. Our emotions are unreliable, up and down and all around, you know, and in all points in between, you know, it's like this depending and people can trigger us. And we've learned all of these great terms to try to deal with it. And, and we've been so sensitive to it that we've got a, a generation of people that, that can't take anything, you know, because they basically got protected by this one group of, you know, we started moving things and we don't want competition and our kids to compete. We don't want them to understand how the real world works. So then we have to change the real world to help their dysfunctions instead of growing them up. And, and that means protecting them. I mean, you know, my parents were there when I broke my leg playing baseball but they didn't pity me. They took, they took, you did a good job. This is what sports is all about. You can either decide when you heal, keep playing, or you can stop. But, you know, my dad was like, I recommend you finish the season regardless, just so it don't make you, it doesn't make you messed up in your head. You don't get fearful of things because you got hurt. And that was when I was real young and that, that cured it. I went back after I healed up, I sat on the games and I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to go back in there. But by the time I was healed, I was ready to play, had a great time, finished the season, was wonderful, played the next season and owned the next one, the next one. You know, but that's because there was a spiritual parent there and we listened to them. 
You know, that's the thing too. It's like, I was just telling somebody the other day, they were like, well, why don't you give me the same level of access? I said, because I suggest things to you all the time. I even ask you to do things and you don't do them. No, I'm scared. No, I don't want to. I'm a little uncomfortable with that. And I say, okay. Why would I say, okay? Because I'm looking for you to say, no, I'll do it anyway. I want to learn. And I said, and that's why you're mad at, you're mad at me for using this other person. That's why I use them because of that reason. They, they're not as good as you. They're not even as skilled as you. But when I give them something, they say, yeah, I want to learn every time. And then they take feedback afterwards and get better. So they're going to end up doing what you should be doing. You know, what were you going to say, Dr. B? Lay it on me. No, I'm looking at this. You were you were talking about, um, you know, pushing for the high call. I wrote that down, the high yeah. call. And uh, I was doing something on my program, really telling it like it is yesterday. I, that's the only program that I'm doing by myself right now. Mm. And it's going for this thing that's higher than anything that we've done. And as you talked about forgetting about what it is, the accomplishments and how it is that we did things, the spirit of God, if it's a supernatural spirit that lives on the inside of us, why in the hell, I mean, why in the, in the heaven's name <laughs> yeah. are we, are we not allowing him to take us into spirit places that we have not been before and bring things back? And you talked about the algorithms. We had talked about that and seeing these things and manifesting these things in the earth. See, I'm not, I mean, you know, I'm older. I, I'll be almost 80 until I'm uh, 99 or 102. So I'm almost 80 years old and I am not about to slow down. That's why I love being around you. That's why I love being around younger people. That's why I love being around people that know more than I do. I mean, really, you know, you have me starting to study on history again, uh, church history. I mean, I'm listening and, 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 and doing these things in church history that I had not done in a long time. And when I did it before, it was like, eh, I'm just doing it. But you ignited something. And I'm looking and I'm saying, wow, if I had never come in contact with him, I, you know, I wouldn't have this. And any rate, it's just it's it's opening those things up because I've had two people in the last month say that they needed a million dollars. A million dollars is not that much is not that much money. And I'm thinking, OK, I'm supposed to be able to give into every good work and every charitable donation. But I'm supposed to be able to use kingdom, the kingdom of God abilities in order to bring something in that's going to produce. I can't do it by myself. See, so I have somebody like you with me. I have somebody like like uh uh, um, McGee with me. I have somebody that, 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 uh, AJ, uh, 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 AJ, I have people that thinking like I am that understands that algorithms and all of these things that I have hit the ground. This old lady is excited. <laughs> this, and, I, and then I, I, and then what it was you were talking about yesterday and that you're bringing up today. I mean, every part of me is just excited. So, uh, yes. anyway, I just throw that out there at you and I'll mute again. <laughs> No, it's beautiful. Well, you know, and, and that's what I keep saying. I believe we need, God wants to renew us. He wants us to have a newness and a freshness and, and not just from our, not just from our past, but also, you know, for our futures and, and, um, and not just from our mistakes and not just from our successes, because those also sometimes hold us back. You know, and they hold us in old paradigms because we're 
still trying to juice them. Nothing wrong with getting juice out of them. If there's still juice in them, squeeze it, baby. But the deal is, the deal is we have to move on at the same time. We can't just because they're, well, it's still working for me. I understand. But there's always a, you always find a group of people that are stuck. And now you found a group of people that are stuck where you're stuck. Now, I mean, you always find that. There's nothing wrong with having them as an audience, but you also should have progressive people as an audience also. And I just say this because I don't think we realize sometimes how we hold on to things. I do it, and this dirties our filter. And so then when new water comes in, because we're still stuck on past failures or past successes, many times we we dirty the fresh water trying to come through us. Sometimes, well, I'm not going to submit to them. I ain't going to listen to them. I've been doing this longer than they. All that kind of stupid stuff that's just dirty in our filter. Because if we were clean, we'd do what we do that we're supposed to do without all that crap coming out. I mean, we would, would, but because it's in us, it comes out. You know, well, that's just how I am. You don't understand how God made me. He didn't make you crappy. The crappy is you. The word from the Lord is God, but you keep putting crap on the word and it comes out stanky, you know, and that's, <laughs> well, you know what I'm trying to say, best God. Anyway, I mean, take Jonah, for instance. I, I mean, I love, I love the story of Jonah for so many reasons, but I'll just say, I love the story. Take, you know, Jonah's sulking disappointment <laughs> from a failure of his own imagination. Yeah. A failure of heart. He had no idea what God was doing. Couldn't figure it out. So because he didn't, he stood against it and ran from God instead of just saying, all right, it'd be better than going out on a boat again and who knows what will happen. And But instead, now, there he goes. He takes off doing what he's going to do. But he didn't understand the largeness of God's love the largeness of God's mercy, the largeness of God's salvation. He reduced his vocation to his own performance. <laughs> yeah, he did. And, and, and he was in the right place doing the right thing, but he interpreted everything through his ideas, his Jonah's ideas, his Jonah's desires. Well, these are my desires. So I'm mad because God didn't do something. I had somebody all the time, they called me, you know, I just don't understand God, you know, and I'm just, you know, me, I, he, I, he did, the Bible says he'll give me the desires of my heart and he didn't give me what I want. I'm just like, wang, wang, wang. But do you know him? That's what I'm saying. Uh, move on. That's not, a, you're not helping me. You're not, no, no, no. But do you know him? I mean, like, why are you surface whining? Why don't you go on a deep fast and pursue him and take all that anger you got in there with it? He ain't going to be bothered by that a bit. Because remember, he has the same thing. What was it, Gideon? Gideon come, he's mad, brother. He's mouthing back, and the angel's like, hey, Gideon, go in that might of yours. Why don't you take all that pissed offness and turn it against the stuff coming against you instead of coming against the person trying to help you. And and that's what he told him. Go in this might of yours. I love that tech, that phrase out of that text because, I mean, Jonah just blessed. He gave him eight reasons why he couldn't do it. I'm the smallest. I'm the weakest. I mean, he goes down through the besides that. I'm even the weakest of the weakest. And that's why I'm in here doing this right now and not out there with the rest of them. 
And the angel just listens to him and says, mm-hmm, good. Go in this mind of yours. Turn your anger into action. <laughs> you know, and that's, we got to start breaking some of these things. The first of the year is a beautiful time to wind up in a newness of our spirit because I think we too are in the right place <laughs> at the right time, you know, because, <laughs> but if we're focused on self, we're going to miss out. You know, we're going to miss out again on what, what God is trying to do through us and our own desires, our own mindsets, are going to, our own ideas are going to get in the way. And then we miss what God is truly trying to do and what he's trying to say. And I think one of the most critical things out of moving forward with God is not only forgetting the past and walking out of condemnation or walking out of guilt of things. Listen, there's always consequences to things. You may have gone through some stuff, but you can't live there forever. And uh, um, you've got to get your own mindset about moving forward. And if all the people around you only remind you of that, you've got to hang around other people more. I mean, you have to. You have to hang around people that are going to speak to you about your destiny. That is, if you quit doing the crap you were doing. Remember, we talking about the crap in there. If you haven't cleaned that out yet, then you need a good roto-rootering. Go to a service and say, I need to be roto-rootered. I need you to lay your hands on me. Cast the devil out of me. Kalamic, kalamic, kalamic. Then teach me how to think, you know, um, and help me out because I'm half crazy. And um, you got to be honest about stuff, but you can get healed of it. I mean, you might still limp a little, might be a little crazy still, but, but there's a difference in being out of control and you all, you all, everybody knows the difference, but you know, hungering and thirsting for God and for the things of God is what moves us out of the past and in to the future and causes us to, to get filled because it puts us in a place of humility and where we're asking God again, fill me up again. You do that work in me. And, you know, newness comes by allowing God to renew our spirits. You know, we have to get in touch with what God wants to do in our lives rather than what we want. That was my Jonah story. We got to quit always whining, but he didn't do what I wanted, so I'm not going to serve him this year. That's what I'm saying. You don't know him. You don't know him. You didn't meet him. You had an idea about the church. You had an idea about attending. You had an idea about doing better, but you don't know him. Because if you know him, you wouldn't be talking like that. You might still be confused a little, but you know better because you know where your help comes from. I heard that argument. That's all I was about, God. And why I'm on the subject. We can't get so attached to our identity, our old identity. This is who I am. Oh, my God. How many people are bound up? by their own mindsets about this is who I am. That's just how I am. Oh, my God. I mean, you're saying I am stuck right here. I cannot adapt. I cannot change. And if I want to, I don't feel like, okay, stubborn thing. And that's why you don't plow with an ass and an ox together. You've got to get with the oxes and get rid of the asses because asses ain't ready to plow. Hey, we got too many people in leadership that are not, Oxes, hallelujah, <laughs> bless the Lord. So <laughs> don't you get me cracked up. I'm convinced, I, I quit on this. I know, I see the time. 
I'm convinced that one of the reasons many people don't change as much as they should be because they're unwilling to let go of old identities. Old identities. It may have it may have helped you get out of one season, but some of them aren't fit. They were halfway made. They were manufactured. They were something that wasn't even your full image, and they were a partial image of something that was made up still of pain and abuse. We have to be ongoing mutating. We got to shit. I mean, we're not snakes, but we got to shed that skin on a yearly basis, you know, and, and, and get the new, get rid of that old skin, you know. Um, skin's bad enough as it is, but we got to manage it. I mean, it gets old and rankly uh, really quick, you know, so we got to keep it lubed with something, you know, Holy Holy Ghost, Botox, or whatever it is. You know, the cry of our heart should be for God to continually create a new heart within me, continually renew a right spirit within me. And when we do, it puts us in a proper position for God to speak and create new things in our lives. It takes restored and renewed vision to move forward in God. This means spending time with God so that we can renew and strengthen our lives. You know, having the Holy Spirit renew, reveal new things to us. Um, it comes from waiting on God and allowing him to speak to our spirits. I'll pause there for <laughs> Oh, yeah, you would go a little bit, work another minute and a minute, too. Yeah, I see. You don't want to have to say much, do you? All right. <laughs> you know, I think I think this is critical. Of course, Isaiah 40, 31 comes to mind. Those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. And I know we'd love to shout this down, but I was just saying this to the Canada group the other day from this text. I said, yet how much, how many of us don't have the strength left? But yet we're saying we're Christian, but that's why I keep saying it comes back to, but do you know him? So when I read that text and I'm like, I'm out of strength and I'm just confused and I'm just weary and I can, you know what I do? I look in the mirror and I say to myself, do you know him? Do you? That's why I say that to you. Do you know the man? 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 <laughs> There's a stranger in town giving sight to the blind. He's the great emancipator, turning water to wine. He even heals the sick and cures all disease. What manner of man is this? <laughs> Do you know the man? I know him. Hallelujah. And that's the question. And if you don't, it should drive you to your knees, not drive you back to manipulation with your oversight. Because the best thing you could do for your oversight is get before God and then meet with him. That's that would right. be much rather better than you going there in the flesh every time and expecting them to respond to you in the spirit while you respond in the flesh every time. That's not even a good, healthy mentoring situation yet. That's still pre-mentoring, you know, status. It's it's 27. I know I got to go. <laughs> we got to go. We got to go. Uh, this is Apostle Baker, Jay Baker. Uh, who is a doctor in psychology and Apostle Barry Cook, uh, Dr. Uh, Barry Cook. And we're going to be back next week when we're here still telling it like it is. If you'd like to see it into this program, the information is on the screen. And please, uh, this year, be active. Send us emails. I mean, uh, anyway, go on the website and ask questions because he definitely wants to answer some. And uh, we love you and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.